me in. I can't even talk straight. Uh, let's pray. God of creation, you gave us a hot one. God of salvation, you cool our hearts and you help us to focus on joy. God of transformation, transform us as people so loving and devoted of their church that they showed up even on a day like today. Anoint us as we listen to this reflection on your word, we pray. In Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning. Bless you all. I'm not saying this separates some from the others, but you're here and bless you. I'm so grateful for it. And, you know, just remember, six months from now, when you're shivering, this may not look like such a bad deal. At least for some people. My wife... She could be perfectly happy not to have it. And in spite of everything, right, summer days are a grace. I'm going to adjust this thing. Got a little bit, a little bit wacky. God's joy comes to us in all shapes and sizes, right? And we need to be willing to focus on that joy when it's needed, especially on a day like today. Even when what brings God's joy. What we need may not be what we want. We don't necessarily want a 103-degree day, right? But there's joy in the middle of it. And in my house, focusing on what we need and instead of what we want isn't always the easiest thing. I want to do some gardening. Maybe I want to kick back and watch the ball game now and again. And believe it or not, sometimes I actually do those things. But what I need to do is to serve God serve our church and my family. I want to have my office nice and neat, but what I need to do is to get out the next sermon or worship slides or figure out what's happening with Verizon. And as much as our household may want to try out all sorts of pet foods on our cats, I can report as the person who cleans the litter boxes that what we need to do is to buy just the food that their tummies can handle. And that's the problem with life, isn't it? We have an awful lot of freedom to do what we want, but we don't always use our freedom to do what we need to do. Amen? Amen. We can focus our freedom wherever we want. And we can choose to do our own thing or choose unity in Christ that brings us God's joy. We can choose to put off commitments that bring God's joy or commit to seeking out God's joy now, persistently and insistently. And to do this, as God's church, we need to focus on things that help us to see how God wants to feed us. Things that really help us to see and to hear what God wants us to see and to hear. Now, you might be aware that this is the 50th anniversary of people landing on the moon for the first time. That was sometime late last night, early last morning, depending on where you were in the world. And a couple weeks ago, we already looked at how it took enormous commitment from everyone on that Apollo 11 mission team, hundreds of thousands of people, to bring that unifying moment of joy to everyone in the world. And let's remember, on the actual day of the landing, it came down to what two people could do. 
strapped into this strange device, 250,000 miles away, with everything that people had done to bring them there. It's just down to those two people. And as those two people, Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin, they began to pilot this weird spacecraft to the surface of the moon, it didn't look good. Their landing radar went cockamamie. And somehow that problem was causing their tiny little computer to overload with data. And that data caused the computer to start popping out strange error messages that nobody knew what they were. And it was beeping out alarms. And as they came closer and closer to the surface of the moon, they could see that all these problems had put them on course to land right in the middle of a huge crater. And Neil Armstrong took over the controls then to fly that spacecraft manually. And he landed it perfectly with just a few seconds of fuel left. Some say as few as 17 seconds of fuel left before they would have been a disaster. Can you imagine the focus that he had to do, that he had to have that day? Using a machine that had never landed safely anywhere, much less on the moon, which was working far from perfectly with everything that could blink and beep, giving him the message to give up, go home. Armstrong just kept on going. He was focused completely on trying to do what he needed to do until he absolutely could not do it anymore. That's what it took to bring real joy to him to the whole world. If we focus on finding and bringing joy, joy is what we're going to find and bring. Amen? Now, we're not Neil Armstrong by a long shot. I can barely drive a car now. And we don't have billions of dollars helping us to reach amazing goals that bring joy. And we don't have a a mission control team watching our every move, monitoring us and looking at everything that could go wrong in our lives, right? And we don't have insights from big computers and monitors telling us what to do either, even though the Internet tries. No, we don't have any of those types of things that the astronauts have. But what we do have is a God who helps us to focus on what really brings joy. Amen? God who feeds us everything we need to find God's joy. A God who's talking to us constantly about what's going to bring us God's joy. You don't have to be an astronaut or a rocket scientist or a pastor or a saint to find God's joy. All you have to do is to be willing to use the freedom that God has given you to focus on God's joy as the first priority in your life again and again until seeking God's joy becomes the core of who you are. And if we need help to focus on God's joy, we can rest assured that we're not alone. We just heard in today's readings that even the people who knew God very well had a hard time figuring out what God wanted them to focus on. They were kind of a little bit like that gorilla video, right? They just, they didn't quite get it. And in Genesis, we heard about Abraham 
the father of many nations from ancient times. And God had promised him and his wife Sarah they could have more descendants than stars in the sky. And yet several years later, he and Sarah were very old, and Abraham was sitting in his tent, and he was shocked when three visitors from heaven came right at the opening to his tent. And he started scurrying around. He started asking everybody in his household in that tent to try to come up with some good food for these visitors. And they were unimpressed. When Abraham offered to get them some bread to feel stronger, they said, fine, do just as you've said. These messengers from heaven did not want, did not want to discourage Abraham from trying to do good things. But they knew that he was missing the point of the visit. Abraham was focused on giving things to God that he felt obligated to give. God was focused on giving Sarah good news. She was finally going to have that baby that God had promised them. All they had to do was to focus on the joy of God's good news. That's why they came. They didn't come for the bread. Many years later, in Luke's Gospel, we hear about two women who followed Jesus and they had a very similar experience. They were two sisters and they welcomed Jesus and his followers into their house for a meal. And one sister, like Abraham, Martha, she's scurrying around, she's trying to get a good meal ready for Jesus and the followers. And she, you can almost hear the clanking of the pots Right over here, people getting a good meal ready, right? Like we try so often as a church. We do a lot of those things here. There's, we have beautiful times when everybody pitches in to make a perfect meal. And yet, in the middle of our busyness, we forget to focus on who really feeds people in God's church. Amen? It's not us. It's not us. It's Jesus. When we feed people a good meal, Jesus loves us. And Jesus is there with us. Just like the angels that visited Abraham. But like those angels, Jesus sometimes is saying, fine, do just as you've said. Because there's something else that Jesus wants us to know. Jesus did not put down Martha for putting on that beautiful meal. Jesus loved her for that. But Jesus did point out to Martha that she was distracted from the one thing that was needed. Martha was focused on giving Jesus and his followers a beautiful meal. But her sister, Mary, was focused on being fed by the love and the words of Jesus. Jesus was there to be eaten. Mary was already feasting on the good news of Jesus. So, the most important meal had already been served. Jesus was the meal. Jesus is the bread of life given freely by God. When we celebrate communion, we use that simple piece of bread and a simple cup of juice. That's our feast. Jesus. One thing is needed for God's joy and that one thing is Jesus in us 
with us, for us, and for God's world. I'll show you, if you get the podcast, you'll see my pictures a little bit more of Puerto Rico. I'll post them on the website. And when I was in Puerto Rico a few weeks ago, the family who had lived in this house that we were fixing came to see us finishing the work that we had come to do. And they were very, very moved to see this house, which had been ripped apart by Hurricane Maria. And it was becoming a home again. It was awesome. And, and their, their hearts were touched. And I offered to them to bless their house if they would like. And they agreed. And so the next day, the wife and the um, mother of the family, she prepared a wonderful meal for us, the workers, and the family members who came for the blessing of the house. And it was a wonderful feast that she put on. But before the feast, we feasted on Jesus. I offered them a simple message in the little Spanish that I know, embarrassingly little, but I, I figured out how to preach in Spanish for the first time. And then I anointed their house, and I anointed them with oil, just like I do with you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. We focused first to feast on Jesus, God's living word. We feasted on the living presence of God's Holy Spirit. And then we had a joyful meal. We can focus on a lot of things in our church, amen? We can focus on a lot of things in our lives, but only one thing is needed as our focus to find God's joy. Only one thing is needed to feed on our joy in God, and that one thing is Jesus. Focus on the source of our joy, Jesus Christ, Son of God, Son of humanity, our everlasting source of salvation. God's given us a beautiful world in which to focus on Jesus. It gets hot a little now and again in that world, but it's a beautiful world. God's given us God's powerful Holy Spirit to help us to become united and committed in our focus on Jesus. And we're free to choose our aches, our pains, our griefs, our regrets, our empty passions as our gods on any given day. And we're just as free to choke focus on Jesus, our heavenly feast. We can be ready to feast on Jesus in our hearts, our minds, our spirits, our bodies, with heavenly food, food that gives us the joy of God's good news now and forever. Choose to focus on the one good thing that's needed. Choose Jesus. Choose Jesus today and always. Serve Jesus to yourself, your church, and to God's world. It's a blessed meal. Amen. Amen. I just wanted to reflect briefly on some of the feedback I got on our checklist for joyful and effective ministries. I encourage you to use this as um, a regular reminder of, of where we are in our discipleship. One person provided it to me in an envelope anonymously. This is not a test. This is a tool. This is our opportunity to reflect on 
what we are as disciples so that we can be effective as disciples in finding and bringing joy. These are not the burdens. These are not the Martha burdens. These are the merry opportunities. When we do these things, we create a church and a discipleship in our own lives that feed Jesus to ourselves and to others. I want this to be a church where people come in and say, my goodness, I came out of that place stuffed with Jesus. They had some awful good watermelon. They got an awesome cake. They got homemade lemonade. But what I got was Jesus. So if we continue to focus in that way as a church and remind ourselves again and again what it takes to bring that joy as a church, we're going to bring it. What we prepare for, we get. What we do to land on the moon brings us to the moon. And we don't have to go to the moon. All we have to do is to bring Jesus into our lives. So continue to use this, I pray. Use this as a starting point. Discuss it with me and with others. Pray on it. And I pray that brings you joy, a joyful life and makes us an effective church. So that's all i got to say about that today. It is time now for prayers of the people. Do I get that right? Yep. It's almost like I know what I'm doing. We're praying in grief for the friends friends and family of Sheila Butler. Sheila is uh, a friend of Eve's and died too young. I guess that's the simplest way to put it. It's a sad loss. I've been praying on Sheila this week. Please hold her prayers. You know that her family's been through a lot this year in terms of losses. So please keep her in your prayers. And we have another tragic loss, the great nephew of Ethel Orca. Ethel has uh, unfortunately informed us that Jesse Thomas, the great nephew, died in a car accident at the age of 35 years old. Into a ditch, probably fell asleep after a long, long day of work. We pray for Sherry, who's not feeling well. We pray for Grace. We pray for our world. And I pray for you. And thanks for your blessing, Lord. Bless you for your love, Jesus. We love this church. Loving God, we thank you for your love that covers over all wrongs that we do and lifts us up from the darkest and coldest of graves into eternal life. We thank you for this type of love because we know that is the source of our everlasting joy. We can have faith your passionate love for us. We can have faith that our joy in you is your everlasting desire. And we have faith even in the middle of these tragic losses and the many challenges that we face individually in our church. 
you are rooting for us every step of the way. Help us to feel your living presence with us. Help us be grateful for that presence. As we sing the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray, I think it's there in the Lord. on our charge to keep in our bulletin. Let us say it together. Focus on the joy that comes to us freely from our loving God. Focus on the goodness that comes from God, not of our own making. Focus on God's goodness and be set free from our human limits. And before I give us the benediction, as we uh, get ready to enjoy these wonderful refreshments, You'll notice that one is a celebration of the 50th wedding anniversary of Corky and Michael. Yay. Thank you. So, may the Lord bless us and keep us. Good morning, brother.
May the Lord shine God's face upon us and be gracious upon us. And may the Lord lift up God's countenance on little old us and grant us peace now and forever. And may the people hugged by God say, Amen. Amen.